0: gentlemen i know this isn't the beautiful voice face that you are used to but this is the voice of reason we are live on a tuesday evening and we are streaming on two of our channels hopefully we'll get there we go now we got facebook online now we got all of our friends visible to us my name is andy van Beber. i am not the beautiful face of sean phillips and so I'm not int- I'm not used to sitting in the host chair. But as always, we are joined by Travis Kirkendall. And look up there in the top right-hand corner. We have the lovely, beautiful, <laughs> awesome. entertaining, sexy Hank Easy. Owens. Uh, I'm, just getting, I'm just getting happy just sitting here. That's just all there is to it. I'm getting happy <laughs> sitting here. My pants are dancing, and whatever else I can do, <laughs> I, I, I'm just I'm I'm excited. I'm glad that we have Hank Owens on. How how are you guys doing? First off, I gotta say
1: I love how it's not Dwayne Johnson on. <laughs> it's
0: it's actually just Hank this time. Yes, <laughs> it didn't give me an option. Well, we uh <laughs> want, we do want to apologize for that. We actually the same demons visited us tonight, and almost thought we weren't going to be able to make it on. Um, but we are on, um, and it seems to be an, uh, a thing with Zoom. So we are, we we found our way around that. Um, but uh, thank you for joining us. Travis, did we have to work late tonight or are you on a good schedule tonight? No, tonight I
1: actually worked a normal eight hour instant change day. It was kind of nice. So.
0: Fantastic.
1: Um, yeah, not like Monday night. This worked out perfect. But I got to say, this. Uh... <laughs> we're using Google meet and I actually kind of like this so far.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's going to take some getting used to. We'll probably be using Google meet we'll, we'll I'm sure this will affect our sponsorship with zoom said no one ever, but (laughs) you know, so Hank, how are things over in the great city of Kansas city? Good. It's was like seventy
2: degrees yesterday and now it's yeah, well, sleet and snow tomorrow r- and
0: Oh, you're serious. Oh my god. Well <laughs> yeah I'm supposed to have my first track meet of the year tomorrow and oh. that is we're looking at a track meet with rain and forty nine degrees and I i wanted to say the dude who was I was like, Seriously, you you're really you're really wanting to do this? This is what you're wanting to go with. <laughs> so, you know, I I, I took it, I'm going to take it for what it is and we're going to go with it. So oh, hey, you season. Over yeah, basketball season's over and hopefully I am finally retired from basketball and I don't have to worry about doing it anymore. People always want to remind me of the glory days. I had one of my buddies call me today and he was talking about one of my players he's getting, he's like, Oh, she's. You did guys. like, nope, nope. Don't even try talking me into it. Not happening. Not going anywhere. No, 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 no. <laughs> so, but. So are you just going to do track? Or track what's your future Track. And I mean, I'm not calling quiz bowl a sport, you know, but I mean, we are exercising the mind and everything, you know, so, you but, are, yeah. well. you know, I've, I've, I've done track now for, this is my starting my 20th year in track coaching track um I love it and it's it's a uh, it, it's great you know It and it's, yeah, in, it's you don't have to worry about getting the bench warmers in because there's no bench and you know you get everybody moving you know so I believe nice. let's see did both of you you guys, both of you guys did track for me didn't you yep oh yeah yeah I, oh, I think I Hank, you, Hank we injured your back on the high jump did we not i there's many things that did that so
2: you know, hey, hey,
1: you irritated it just like by running,
2: like during a sprinting event one time too. Oh, man. I remember the, the first thing that did it was a down and back in eighth grade basketball. <laughs> you know, it, no no, no. No. Our buddy Jack said that he was faster than than me, and I was like, I'm I'm, I'm gonna kick here. your ass, and <laughs> I broke my back.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, that's yo. And he's been faster than me ever since. Ever since, bastard. You know, but uh, no. What? uh, So we are looking at a couple of different things tonight, and uh, if you've been watching, you've been watching anything. uh, The economy. I mean, we could choose from a wide plethora of uh, everything. I'm sure we'll get back to this. Uh, There's a new. I just read this morning there is a new, a new strain of COVID that's going through China, and they're doing their whole lockdown thing um there's a new there's you know we're going to talk about the fed rates here in a little bit one thing i hope that we do talk about next week travis and i'm speaking you know on we saw the first i don't know if you guys saw this or not but the first transgender ncaa athlete won a won the national champion of, of the 100 meter freestyle in swimming and uh so that was that's and not only not only did this dude win he was he so he's ranked number 1 in the women's on the women's side but when he was on the men's side he was he was ranked like number 436 so you know if you don't like the way it's going go over to the other side and get you know get in, get in that way i guess so but no i think that's
1: uh that's going to be a pretty interesting conversation yeah, i think we're going to have a a good guest on for oh, that I subject, actually right?
0: Yes, I actually we have to figure out the logistics. The guest that we're having on, and somebody can give us a, a an idea on this one. The guest that we have is actually stationed in Samoa, and so the Samoa is thirteen hours ahead of us. So we have to find out the logistics of that. But that'll be that'll be something uh, different different for us to do. But uh, yeah. anyway, uh, why don't we lead in, uh, guys, and talk about. What's What the Fed is planning on doing, Travis, if you want to go ahead and start us off, and we'll go from there.
1: Yeah, so um, for those, if you've paid attention to the economy or interest rates at all, you know that interest rates have been, Hank, think they were even negative at one point, weren't they? Didn't they go negative? Or has this been like zero for the longest time?
2: I don't know about negative, but yeah, they've been all-time lows, I feel like. Yeah. Everybody's I mean, trying to refinance everything. You know, you've heard. I know. I'm, I'm thankful no, I got no, my home.
1: No. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so they're talking about, what was it 25 points, is what Jerome Powell was stating? They were going to raise it 25 points. And then, like, mm-hmm.
0: 20, yeah. I
1: think there was a whole plan for the next, was it six to nine months? They're going to yeah. continually raise it. Um, cool. I forget what the point Reuter, the structure was, and how they're going to do it.
0: Reuters reported yesterday. Uh, the short th- that would be the short-term policy rate penned for two years near zero to a range of 2.25 to 2.5 by the end of the year higher than 2.5 percent by the end of the year higher than the 1.9 percent F- fed follow- policymakers just anticipated last week and so again what they're looking at is you know going up like you said 25 at least by 25 percent. And yeah, I mean, what do you think? What what is this? Well, first of all, let's just talk from your specialty angle first, Hank. What is this? What will this do for investments as people are looking forward to the retirement? Are they going to change what they're going to be investing in or how they're investing? I mean, obviously, I mean, I, I read a couple speculations that people say. I mean, surely not. People are not going to start looking back into say or to CDs and stuff like that, are they? I mean, what are, what what's going to be the as far as the investment side of this, what's going to be the long-term effect on this? I don't know, really. I mean, you got to have a crystal ball for that,
2: and no one has that. But so when you think of like lowering interest rates, the Fed does that to stimulate the economy, right? So that makes that makes sense, you know. We, we want to get the we want to get more money in the economy. We want to get that going. I've always struggled with raising interest rates. It doesn't make much sense. Like inflation's high. Why would we want to raise borrowing costs? The way I've always looked at it, the way I've always been explained, um, the Fed uses interest rates as sort of like a gas pedal and a brake pedal mm-hmm. for the economy. So on the flip side, we're, of, we're lowering rates to stimulate the economy. We're now raising rates to kind of pump the brakes on the economy. Is so it,
0: we're, we're, I mean, do you do you think that the? I mean, of course, we the report came out in December that inflation was as high as it had been in what they say twenty four years. This, I thought it was forty. Well, that's right. Yeah, you are right. 40, forty years. Forty years. You are right. Forty years. And so you are talking back in my elementary school days, and so when you do a price comparison of that. Um, so 40 years ago would have been 1982. Okay. So in 1982, we had just come out of the, the gas crisis. we had been, we've been about five years removed, six years removed from the, from the, uh, the gas shortage from that gas shortage and gas was back down around where it should have been, but you still were seeing, um, by 1982, your minimum wage was 275, um, a gallon of gas, I believe the research that I did uh, yesterday was at somewhere around 75 cents a gallon. Your loaf of bread was somewhere in the neighborhood of uh, 20 to 25 cents. A gallon of milk was around 75 cents. Is I mean, is inflation? And I've asked, I've posed this kid this question to my kids before school. Is inflation something that is just a mind trick? Do you think, I mean, because when you say, okay, we're going to raise wages, and everybody's like, yay, we're going to raise wages. But then if inflation occurs. Is this, is this, is this an attempt by the feds to try to level the playing field again? I mean, it's definitely
2: an attempt to try to slow down inflation. I, I mean, I'm not in, I'm not in those meetings. I, we can get into, is it Putin's fault? Is it whatever it is? Most likely, the eight trillion dollars we put it off during COVID and st- uh, stimulate, stimulate, um, stimulus checks. So I don't know, and I really like your 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 opinion on. I think you mentioned this two weeks ago. Um, your friend said you th- they think it's all a ruse because of you know the approval ratings are at all time uh, well, lows, I and mean, we can just flip it and.
0: Well, and, and and so here here's what was what we said a couple of weeks ago, and I had mentioned this. A couple of weeks ago on the podcast that this was a discussion between a bunch of us history teachers. We were sitting around in a quiz bowl meet and the discussion that they said was, you know, because the Democrats are dead in the water right now, because this is something, you know, COVID's a fail. okay? Uh, build back America is minimal at best. And, you you know, your number, you're not getting the numbers you want out of the economy. So what do you do? Do you, do you stay, I mean, do you use, I don't think Putin was a ruse, but, you know, we looked at this, what was it, Travis, three weeks ago, we looked at the whole gas price thing. And this whole, to me, the, the gas price thing doesn't make any sense at all. Because when we looked at no. this, one point, we, we only get 1.3%. Of our fuel from, from uh, Russia, the thing about the 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 you know, and then everybody throws out there the the what are the the Keystone Pipeline? That's a ruse because the extension was the thing that needed to be built. Keystone already has a pipeline. We're still getting oil from Canada, so the, right. this 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 push on the oil, in a lot of analysts' views, is is the oil market using a terrible situation to as an excuse to to pump up prices which i mean we saw happen during nine eleven. we ha- we saw happen during the you know the first days of the iraq war of you know back during the first desert storm back in the 90s we saw all of these attempts oil supply you say okay there and it's not and i also don't want to buy in though. I, I I want to put the disclaimer on there that it isn't all this. Well, the, the Joe Biden stickers, I did that. I mean, well, <laughs> I, I got a, I got an, I got a, uh, one of my former students is studying abroad right now in is London. And she said to me, do you know what the cut price of gas is in London right now for a gallon of gas? And I was like, I don't know, five, $6. And she said, it, she said, it's, it, it boils down to about seven 75 course they do everything by liters but she said it boils down to about seven hundred or seven dollars and seventy-five cents a gallon so Biden has no effect on that you know yeah so to me this inflationary push I don't I don't quite get and so now I look at this raised by the Fed I'm the first thing that I'm going to be saying is okay what's really the drive behind this because i mean look 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 at that you travis you mentioned housing right now if you if you don't mind me asking what rate did you what kind of rate did you get when you when you got your house
1: three percent
0: okay and i actually paid down to get 3.25 actually this week and that's actually a good point our poll question on on our and let me bring up the poll question real quick our poll question this week on our group page, and again, thank you for everybody who who responded. To that was I put on there. This week's question was, "What was the lowest rate that you had play, played uh, for interest rate and in, that you've ever paid?" We had uh, we had uh, see we had so we had uh, two, we had 11 votes total. Five votes for two to three percent. We had three votes for zero to two percent, and we had three votes for three to five percent and then we had one vote for six to eight percent okay and so i mean when you look at the housing market right now construction is through the roof we already know what the story is with building supplies again building yeah. supplies and there's always the thousand reasons for that as to why the why building supplies are all oh, the covid and this that let's I mean, is it safe to say that we can't use the COVID shutdown as an excuse anymore, or is that, is that still premature?
1: I don't know. I, I wanted, I'd like to think that we're past that. I mean, to the point now, it's like, really, like this has been going on for two plus years now so at well, this point.
0: Right Friday the 13th was, we, we remembered it because Friday the 13th was the last day that we had school and we i mean so that's been i mean we're two plus we're over we're two plus years now so i mean i think that it's i don't know i just my because my brother
1: he's in the transportation industry and you know from what my dad and him have talked about i mean they're still fighting these supply shortages i mean the man is just through the roof for everything so i guess i guess there is that argument i mean coming from their perspective they're dealing with it every day um but I guess it depends on what what it is too. I think a lot of the people are just making excuses.
0: Um, well, but when you look at this whole so you, let's mention the supply chain real quick. all right we're we're still now, so we're now we're we're six months into this crisis. Yeah, actually more than that. Probably closer to eight months into the supply chain crisis, okay? And if you look at and you can still look at images of Long Beach, California, and it's they're still backed up i mean what they're still they're still they 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 still got them lined up in long beach and you know i i this is this is why i'm thinking it's premature to do this interest rate raise because let's let's talk worst case scenario real quick okay so let's say so we raise interest rates what, what 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 would that take our What would that take our interest rate to then? But basically, it'll be between three and four. Is that what we're looking at then, or is it going to be higher than that? Well, what,
1: how do how do the points convert to percentage? Do you know, Hank? I'm not familiar. Yeah. The-
2: so, a basis point is 0.01 percent. Okay. So 25 basis points would be like a quarter of a percent.
0: Okay. So, the your question was how? What are we looking at? Yeah, for, what are we, so what are we? What are we going to be looking at here? How much are we going to be looking at?
2: Of so like a total increase? Yeah. I don't remember what the the plan was. Did you say? I want to see
1: went to like eight, it was like eight times, like up to eight times, or some number like that. Like within the next, staggered out
0: within like, the next right within the next year. And, yeah. And to me, to me, that's going to well what i'm at six to eight percent right so what i'm what i'm afraid of is going to be when that jump Uh happens okay so what if everything then by some miracle of god everything falls into line we we get the supply chain we get the supply chain going okay we get this whatever this cluster fudge is right now with 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 uh russia we get that that gets back in the line an oil prices drop. Okay. So then my, 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 my worry is going to be what's going to happen then to this having a higher interest rate. Are we going to, are we going to slow the economy down too much? That's what, that's the concern that I have right now. And I, I may be just talking out of my butt on this, but I mean, what do you guys, I mean, what do you guys think?
2: So that is a, a risk of raising rates too quickly, it could it could cause um, unemployment, layoffs, which could cause a new recession. Um, I think that's why they're going in increments. I don't. I'm not working for the Fed, and I, I I told you guys last yesterday. I I don't even like when you guys say that I'm a financial expert. I'm just another <laughs> another dude that's just worked in the industry <laughs> by oh man by oh, luck. For you the are last seven
0: you years. are the expert, Hank. What are you talking about?
2: <laughs> I'm just another white guy with an opinion. Uh,
0: I, know, I, I know that, but you're you're a great white guy with an opinion, so easy. Uh, but you know, I my the other problem that 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 is going to come into play, and this is really really is if you. We are, we are, I don't, I don't think we're at a point of hyperinflation yet. We haven't been at a point of hyperinflation, like I said, since the eighties and where hyperinflation takes in and, and you see, you see where people are. And I mean, this is what, this is what I lived through in the eighties. I lived through my buddies whose dads were, you know, who were union guys who were union guys for. Uh, For Chrysler, when they still had the Chrysler plant down in St. Louis, when they had, you know, when when Boeing had more operations in St. Louis and these guys are their dads are getting laid off and the demand, you know, because interest rates. I'll, I'll, I'll give you this. When I was my first job, I had I was a paper boy and I went from a paper boy and then I worked at an antique shop and then I had my own lawn care business by the time I was, and again, granted, this was, I want you guys to put this into perspective. This was in 1986, 87. Okay. I had saved up in a, in a three year time span, I'd saved up a thousand bucks. Okay. And a thousand bucks for a 13 a year old back in the, that's a lot of cash. My dad recommended to me, he said, okay, and I still have the paperwork to prove this. I put in a, um, it was a, a, 20, 24 month CD at 13%. Okay. And I'm, I made, I made money on that. And people were not people. I mean, you, you have to look at people were not buying new cars. I mean, if you bought a new car, especially where I grew up, I grew up in central Illinois. Okay. Blue collar heaven. And these guys, you know, you, I, I never, my, my parents, the first brand new, new, new car that my dad bought was last year, or two years ago, and he never bought a brand new car. None of my buddies' dads. I mean, my my two best friends. My one best friend was his dad was a prison guard. The other guy worked for the water plant there in Waverly. The other guy. My other buddy, his his dad was deceased, and his mom was living off Social Security. So nobody, nobody, and I mean, Janine's dad, Janine's dad was a uh, pipe fitter, union pipe fitter, making, out of all my friends, Janine's dad was making the most money, and he wasn't buying a new car. They were going, I mean, they went to buy cars at police auctions. And so the point I'm making is people, you don't remember a lot of new construction back in the day. You don't remember a lot of people buying cars back in the day. And it was because of the fact that your dollar, I mean, prices were, I mean, wages were my first minimum wage job in nineteen eighty-eight was $325 an hour. And, you know, you just you didn't have the money to buy. And so I don't want to see us return to that situation. And I think the point I kind of got off chasing a rabbit earlier is on when people get excited about this minimum wage increase, you know, it's an attempt to try to get to where people can live off of a minimum wage living wage at a living wage rate. But, and maybe this is the feds attempt to try to make that happen. Who knows? I mean, what do you guys think?
1: I will say I've noticed there's been a big push with uh, a lot of, Jobs you wouldn't think would do this. A lot of jo- uh, jobs are going union. Yes. I don't know if you saw the news with Starbucks. They're uh, in New York. They're starting a union for Starbucks workers. Starting really? at twenty five
0: an Really.
1: Yeah, and uh, I can tell you, a lot of people on telecom are really upset because, for those who don't know, majority of telecommunications are non-union, and we get paid quite significantly less than most uh, blue-collar trades. But that's off topic. Um, but there has been a big push for union and more benefits and more pay. and you know you gotta wonder, like you were saying, is that is that just uh, are we trying to compensate for well, I guess we are trying to compensate for inflation by raising wages so that people can live off of what the prices are for now. So at the end of the day, are you really making more money? I don't really think so oh,
0: To me, it is a – and this is – Hank, this is definitely something I want to bring you in on because we can't – me trying to plan for the future right now, and you and I have had this conversation. I remember when you first – way back when, when you were working for Northwestern Mutual, you and I had this conversation at length about, okay, trying to plan for your your future – you know, what I'm, what I'm, re, what I could say, I, I, you know, I'm at getting close to retirement age now that, okay, what's, what, what's it going to be like? I can, I can afford to live off what I make right now. We live, we live, you know, the Lord blesses us with and we're, and we're able to pay our bills. But I think the concern is now that is infl- I mean, is this, is this an attempt to try to regulate things to where people maybe can live better in the future or is that, or am I thinking too far ahead? Yeah, I mean,
2: I have no idea. But if you just look at the basic principles of lowering rates to stimulate the economy, raising rates to slow it down, there's supply chain issues, Whether who knows what that's from. There's inflation issues, who knows what that's from. I mean, those are all different topics and debates for maybe later tonight or a different week. But what they're trying to do is raise rates so that spending kind of stops. Slow it down. Well, just like you were talking about in the mm eighties. So that's, that's essentially it's, we, we got to pump the brakes. There was, there's a quote that I heard the other day, treating and, uh, treating inflation in the economy with interest rates is like treating cancer with chemotherapy. It's (laughs) going to be painful. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be fun, but it's like your last ditch effort to try to get back on track. That's just the economy or that's just the economics of it all. Like I said,
0: i'm well i'm just well when i what i'm concerned okay so obviously higher market interest rates are going to first of all i want to say okay that's going to have a negative impact on the stock market correct would you say that's what the fair assessment well well if it's yeah that's the purpose of it well well, interest rates right because because raising interest rates is going to make borrowing money more expensive Meaning people are gonna spend less. Right. And, and have less well, in and then in the market. And, and even bigger than that though, the cost of doing the cost of doing business is gonna rise for public and private companies. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this goes back to what I was saying earlier. Over time, you know, higher cost and less business is going to mean what? Lower revenues, um, lower earnings for these public firms, right? Mm-hmm and so and to me potentially i see this as you know their growth rate their stock values are going to drop i mean the market's what up above what 31,000 now right 3132 or is that where are we at oh yeah it's almost at 35 really see so this is how much i have been okay so um I have a quote here so this was a guy from uh this was a, a silicon this is an investor this guy said if the cost of borrowing money from a bank increases the opportunity to expand the investment in capital goods by a corporation stalls the interest rate may be so high that the that many companies will not be able to afford to grow and this is a guy who's a long kind of a long-term investor too you know and one of the one of the other areas I was doing when I was doing some of my research they were talking about is even with bonds, you know if you if you buy in these long-term, what do they call them treasury bonds or whatever they are, you know they're they're saying that the the market prices of existing bonds, those decline, okay?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> to me, the only thing that's going to benefit, and I have yet to have a save, I mean, like I said, it wasn't. It wasn't until when I was middle school that it paid to have a savings account. You know, I mean, today savings accounts don't yield anything. I mean, not even savings
1: accounts are losing accounts
0: right now. <laughs> you're, you're not. You're not getting anything from that. You know. So, I mean, I, I guess that's going to be good on your. What is it? AP? Is that AP? Is that APY? That's APY, right? That on say on savings bonds and or or, or uh, not, yeah. And so it's an acronym. For yeah, I can't, It's I, I get on my I get all, that's, see. This yeah, is why we have an and, right. Like that. Yeah, that's why we have Hank on. This is why we have the expert on. So, <laughs> I know he hates <laughs> that. He hates that. But you know, I to me to me there's no. There's no good end for this. And I, I don't know, maybe I'm doom saying, what can be, tell either one of you guys, what do you see as the positive from this? What, they're only I'm-
2: doing it. I mean, the only thing that I can think of that they're doing this is for us to slow down inflation in the supply chains. No, they're not, it's, you can't have your cake and eat it too this
0: situation. You can't know. No, I mean, we're either going to be paying out the wazoo for
2: bread and gas and meat for the rest of our lives, or we're going to have to go back to the '80s for a little bit. And I'm not saying I want that. I'm not saying that's my opinion. I don't have a choice. I got to wake up, go to work, take care of my family, go back to bed, do it all over again, either way. Right. But I, it's that's what I was saying. I think I said that earlier. We they do it too fast. If they raise rates too fast. People are going to get laid off. Companies aren't going to be able to spend much money anymore. So, it could spark another recession. Well, so, what are,
0: and what do we say? We're sitting at, we're sitting at four. Or are we still at four point four point three percent? I believe is what the number was the other day, for for unemployment. So we're at we're at four point three right now for unemployment, and this. And that's another thing that befuddles me, and maybe you guys can we, we've had this discussion too, but I think this is, this plays a lot into it. This plays a huge part into it. The un, the, this whole unemployment phenomenon that that the, that the uh, labor Department reported last quarter six point, and Joe wasn't lying when he said this, 6.3 million new jobs last quarter, which is that's impressive, okay? But what they don't tell you is, out of those six point three million jobs, how many of them are actually being filled? How many of those are actually being filled? I, I've told I've told my students this that we are living in such a strange time right now because we're living in a time where we are we we have un, we have we have more jobs than what we have unemployed, and I I I don't think you know I'm I'm forty seven. But I can't remember a time when you could say, oh my goodness, you know, and when you break this down, we're doing this to ourselves. When you really think about it, why, why is the demand so high? Because the supply's not there. Why is the supply not there? Go back to what we said earlier, COVID shutdown. Okay, COVID shutdown, boom, COVID shutdown. Okay, for example, we when we talk about building supplies. Um, I have I have a few friends who work in, in the lumberyard business and they they will tell you that for that period of COVID, the uh, epoxy resin plant uh, that was in Minnesota that is used to make your 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 basically your plywood that those those plants were offline for whatever it was, 6 or 7 months. Okay, those plants were offline. So then, what what you end up having in then is you you're driving up the supply. You're driving down the supply of uh, of plywood, and you're driving up prices. Okay, now COVID's over. All right, you're not getting your COVID paycheck anymore. Why haven't we caught back up? Because they, you know, in most sectors, what you're seeing is people aren't showing up. To work when you look at your local mom and pop store okay example this last weekend we we went up to we went up to Quincy to go we took uh one of Janine's friends was in town we went up to Fuji Steakhouse kids always like to go to five below and you know blow their allowance money at this five below store a store that three years ago would have been open until 10 o'clock but now is only open until eight why are they only open until eight they don't have the staff okay, your local Walmart. The Walmart in Bowling Green, Missouri, and I'm sure, I don't know if it, how it is in Chicago or in Kansas City, but your local Walmart now is no longer open 24 hours a day. Why not? Because they cannot get the staff to work it. Walmart is offering $15 an hour starting now Okay, we I have high school students right now that are making close to eighteen dollars an hour, and they get as many hours a week as they want. They and they got the
1: college benefits now too.
0: Yes, they and yes, and paying for college, it really is. paying for college, and they still cannot get enough people to to work. So, when you look at what inflation is. Why? Why is inflation happening? Well, I mean, part of it is higher wages, but I still think that part of it is the supply and demand thing, and that's why I'm afraid of saying, okay, so. And Hank, you said this three times already tonight. So if we if we introduce a higher interest rate, okay, so that's going to slow people down from borrowing money, or so we think, you know, and it's going to and it's going to cause people to borrow less, but so if I so if I have less disposable income, you know, or the I guess, I guess the idea is I'm going to have more disposable income because I'm not going to be paying on loans and stuff. I mean, I th- this is just where I get confused at because I I don't see I don't see what the light is at the end of the tunnel to tell you the truth. This is this is what I'm confused about because I can't see what what the end game is other than trying to con- control inflation. Because it's it's just not the same situation I remember as a kid. Let's just put it that way. It, it when I when I and as a historian, when I look back and I study and I say, okay, here's what happened back in the '80s. I can point to what happened in the '80s. Interest rates were high, jobs were few, people were out of work. Your dollar was didn't you know people weren't making that much money. And so, I mean, I, I just, I don't get what the end game is going to be with all of this. I don't think anybody
1: knows what the end game is going to be in all this. I mean, I think, you know, Hank made a good point. We, we just printed eight, what, $8 trillion. We just introduced it $8 trillion into our economy in a matter of a very, very short time span. I mean, if you look at the history, like, look at Venezuela, for an example. If it, Venezuela, and there was another country, so I watched this video, and they were showing, like, other countries that did a mass printing of money, and it just completely crumbled their economies. Now, you know, the U.S. is a different country, though. I mean, we are a world superpower. We hold the world reserve currency. And so our situation is a little bit different. But I do think there's... There's going to be some type of fallout from this. Now, I think the raising of interest rates may help kind of, you know, not make the fallout as bad. But, I mean, there's other – and this could be – this is like a whole other rabbit hole. But there's so many other catalysts that could sink our economy right now in the world. Um, I mean, you got the Russian and Ukrainian war. you got the Evergrande crisis that (laughs) – I don't think a lot of people even know what's going on. You got COVID restrictions coming back in China. I mean, it's the list goes on and on and on. Just,
2: just today, a couple high-ranking political officials tested positive for COVID. Where oh, at? really? Did they? Yeah, like three or four people that is
0: Barack alarming Obama. enough. To Barack put, Obama yeah. has it, so I mean. Yeah, Obama
2: last week, Pasky, Hillary Clinton just today. It's just kind of... Ironic. I think, uh, no, 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 say, no, conspiracy um, it's, say like it's coming. Nothing to, the next wave. Nothing is here. to
0: see. Nothing to see here. Well, you know, and this. So this all smoke is mirrors, you know. shh, Nothing to see here. Don't look at the man behind the mirror. Don't look at that. But Trump twenty twenty four. Oh, here we go. Let's, don't, let's, let's not. Our our our, our <laughs> listening. Yes, let's get her. Our we just listeners. get voted yeah we'll, we'll get I'm sure well actually we may get promoted by the liberal side so I don't know gotta give the, gotta give the listeners what they want come on man yeah I know, I know. <laughs> but so who so who's gonna benefit uh, other than banks who is going to benefit from rising interest rates It's a good question probably the same people that benefited from the last two years I I I like the guy
2: a lot, but I saw uh, a stat, I think just yesterday, where Elon Musk's wealth went up 871% since the beginning of COVID. <laughs> like, <laughs>
1: yeah. Dude, it, it, yeah, like, Yeah. Dude, his stock has risen ridiculously. Yeah.
0: Well, man, yeah. I mean, I, some one of the things that this was another thing that I looked at our, at our friends over at investopedia.com. Um, I like reading some of their Jeez. stuff sometimes. Um, they are, what they were saying is uh, the financial sector has been historically among the most sensitive to change in interest rates with profit margins that actually expand as rates climb. Entities like, like you said, banks, insurance companies, brokerage firms, and money managers gener- generally benefit from higher interest rates. Um, but, you know, and again, like we said, savings accounts, certificates of deposits, um your stocks with <laughs> with any of these banking companies uh bro you know brokerage firms you know but beyond you know financials you know maybe it's splurging on lower cost items such as kitchen appliances uh home electronics some of your lower end stuff I mean if you're not going to take out you know, for the housing move to take out what, what you're going to take out to, to invest on houses, you know, and I, I, what's killing me right now, and I'm sure you guys are see, I know you guys are seeing this more in the bigger cities than we are out here, the dash to, to borrow money to, buy, to build these houses has been more than anything that I've ever seen. I've mentioned this before in the past. Uh, my, my old DJ partner, who when I was still doing uh, DJing with uh, my buddy, who's a house framer, and uh, we still talk, they have contracts extended into to late 2023 right now to frame houses. He used to, five years ago... He, I I could tell when when I would work a job alone when I could work a job with him. Because usually the jobs in winter, the DJ jobs we had in winter, he'd be there with me. During the summertime, he would work, you know, 12, 15 hours a day. But during the winter, he's laid off because there wasn't anything there. And now for the last three years, I mean, he's working 12 months out of the year now. Because people are borrowing obscene amounts of money to build these houses, and this is this was the other area that I wanted to to go into with with this whole thing. You're 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 paying <laughs> you're you're paying three hundred thousand dollars to build a house that's going to be worth maybe a hundred and fifty thousand dollars in in ten or fifteen years. Because eventually the market is going to come back down. I mean, there's going. There are, I mean, Hank. I mean, I mean, how long has it been since we've had a true market correction? When you question, I mean, I I can't. I mean, I can't think of a where we've lost more than.
2: What's your definition of a correction? Give me a percentage. Exactly. So there's. There's completely different definitions for recession and depression and correction. I think technically there was a correction in March or April of 2020. Mm-hmm.
1: but That's like 40%. Right. Yeah, 40%. but it bounced
2: right back within the next couple months. It was like almost like it didn't happen. There was month, two months for hell, but um, I'd have to say 8 09.
0: Yeah, during the recession of 8 09, you know... Uh, that was for a lot of people i mean that was that was the beginning of uh, from 2008 to 2013 i did not have a pay raise that had been the longest that we had gone without a cost of living increase and to me that was those were the those were the leanest years that i remember that i can remember in recent history and you guys were you guys were still in school then and and you know i i can i mean I just look back to those times and i I knew that <laughs> the kids who were graduating were gonna go out and you know these especially these tech guys who were going out and welding and building trade and stuff like that were gonna be making more money than I was, yeah, but to me it's it's hard to teach economics right now because the historical models that we have went by for the last, you know, for the last hundred years, you know, I mean, you can, you can look at, you can look at a stock market. I mean, you can look at a, at an economic trend that just that roller coasters, you know, you have your periods of expansion, you have your peak, you have, you know, your downturn, you have your trough, you have your period of expansion again. And to me, and again, I'm I'm not an old, I'm not a ancient guy, but to me, we haven't seen that kind of roller coaster ride, you know, mid, late nineties, you know, in 2000. That's why I asked you about the correction, Hank, because I think we had the hiccup in 2008, 2009, but like you just said, we quick, we quickly recovered that, you know, The dot com bubble, though, it was a ten year. The dot com, the dot com thing. I mean, a lot of guys lost, lost their. I mean, everything in that. You know. So, I, I, to me, and I'm I'm the I'm the guy who's seen the glass half empty, but to me there has there's got to be a there's got to be a breaking point. I mean, how how is it that we can still have an economy that still is roller coastering up? I mean, don't you think that there shouldn't there be that peak somewhere that when we get there, it's going to just and when we go down, it's going to go down quick. Or do we have or do we have enough safeguards built into the system now to where that's not going to happen and we're, you know, I don't know.
1: I think I think Hank might agree with me on this statement. No one knows one what the stock market economy is going to do. If you look at the history of it, it goes down, it goes up, goes flying back down, it'll go flying back up. It's it's an inevitable thing. Eventually, it's going to go down, and then eventually, it's going to go back up again. Hank, you you got anything to add to that? I mean, it's I mean yeah. how they can maybe like maybe they can mitigate how bad it goes down, but I mean it, it's going to go down eventually.
2: Yeah, no one knows when. There's a, a quote that I've heard before. I think it's in the book that I sent you and Sean recently. It's talking about people that are market timers and and uh, market <laughs> uh, they think they can test the time the market and they know what the next step is. And those people are called liars and idiots. <laughs> yeah. <It's> too- <laughs> Like, <laughs> yeah. no one has any idea um, there are things like interest rate hikes and supply chains and inflations that are going to affect it but like you said this is just kind of an odd situation There's when you're thinking about interest rates I was thinking about this earlier Like, man I really wish I could have bought a house or would have bought a house the last couple years like you said Travis you got a really good rate but if rates are going up what's that going to do in the short term probably going to hurt the low middle class that need to rent apartments because those prices are just probably going to go up, right? At least in the short, short term. I had some clients in Minnesota and Minneapolis that they're like, we'll be renting our entire lives. There's no way we're going to get in a house right now. Housing market's too crazy. And then now interest rates are going up. Housing markets, the housing market was so crazy, the apartment complexes were raising their rates because they had it somewhere. So- I don't see in the short term it doing too much, but like I said, I'm not the expert here. I don't, well, I'm I, just riding the roller coaster like everybody else. And if
0: we could, I mean, <laughs> chase it just a, a wee bit farther down the rabbit hole. I mean, I'm, this Thing is where? kind of perfectly timed for me. And th- cause I work, the kids are going through, we're, we're talking about the great depression. Of course, every time that we go through the great depression, kids always ask, is it always possible to have great, it's always possible. It's always possible. Like you said, nobody can predict, but I also, I also think that the government had put in a lot of safeguards after the depression because you had number one, you had the SEC step in, Securities yeah. Exchange Commission. They stepped in and said, "Okay, we're going to have the we're going to have the power if we want to flip the switch off on the market when it starts taking a nosedive. We're going to flip the switch off." And if I am correct on my history, I believe that the SEC in the history of the SEC. They've only done that once or twice where they've 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 put the 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 click down on trading um, but you have you have agencies like that and then when you you know of course the Federal Reserve with wa- the Federal Reserve was actually created back in Woodrow Wilson's day okay as a as a means to better monitor the money supply and to have that under some kind of regulatory sense which everybody everybody raised a sense about, because one thing we haven't mentioned in all of this, the Federal Reserve is not, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the Federal Reserve is not directly related to the government. Am I, am I wrong? It's a private. It's a private, private. In, so it is a private institution that was, it was set up by the government. It was set up by Woodrow Wilson's, um, I forgot what the name of that Banking Act was called now, but it was back in uh, 19, shoot, 1932. So, yeah, it, it was back... Well, it was before that, I thought. But he... Was it before... Uh, oh, yeah, it, was it was before was it? the New Deal. The, the yeah. Reserve was set up before the New Deal, before the Depression. In the 20s. Yeah. And so, to me to have a private entity have that much control. Now these guys will go and they'll testify before Congress and they'll, they, I don't, I don't want to say they answer to Congress, but the fact that we, that our financial future and our economy is controlled by an independent agency has always bothered me. And to this day still bothers me, you know, but if you leave it in the hands of the government, like you said, Travis, or you said before when you when you you leave it up to the government, they slide eight billion dollars out there into you know <laughs> to when you leave it up to the government to do it, I mean they're gonna crap them they're gonna crap the bed and then they're gonna just something crazy is gonna happen, you know,
2: yeah, I but I don't know make
1: no mistake the government has a huge influence on the federal reserve and yeah. I don't think private or a government, I don't really, I think it's all just a label. Well, you know,
0: and so in saying all of that, um, before we go tonight, I do want to give us some plus talking about small business. And we do have to give our advertisers a little bit of a plug tonight. Travis, give us a little bit of a shout. Oh, he's, going to, he's getting the product. Here it comes. He's getting the product. Where's the product? Oh, yeah. Show us the product. Show us the product. So what
1: we got for you guys, we have American traditional coffee. This is the uh, decaf. We got decaf K-Cups now. A lot of people have been asking for these. Just had to cut myself. I got a big 60-pack. We sell 60 packs of K-Cups, too. Dang. Yeah.
0: What, what, uh, I'm going to give some of these to the guys at work. So just to what's, – what's the price on a 60-pack so, so I know what to, what to, what to order? Oh, I, I couldn't even tell you off the top of my head,
1: but we do have a discount code for listeners of the podcast. Voice of Reason, all lowercase, will save you 10% off any order, and shipping is always free. It's a, there it is. We weren't like that before, but now shipping is free, so – or as much as you want, get that ten percent off, and, and you got
0: shipping cover. the we, Website looks cool too. Looks the good. website. I was going to tell you, I did visit the website. Uh, actually, this evening, as I was redoing all the stuff on our ReStream app, you guys have got that looking pretty sharp over there. Um, how long have you, you've it's had the? Re- what yeah, you've had the rebrand on now for what? About three months now, four months.
1: Yeah, about three, three-ish months, I yeah, think. Yeah. yeah. Um, Still got some stuff out. I'm I'm trying to work on. Uh, it's owning the business is a nightmare. <laughs> it really you guys, is. You um, guys
0: are doing a knockdown. You guys are doing a knockdown job with that. Um, we we over trying to get some
1: charity stuff going soon. It's been hard, but it's, I, uh, we, it's coming along. So.
0: I, I'm I'm going to leak this out, and I'll tell Travis what's going to happen after the after we're done tonight but uh, i am doing some research on voice of reach and merch i ordered nice. i ordered a sample from a supplier uh, last last week and i am very super stoked about it and hopefully by next week or the week after next i will be sporting our and if it if it goes well and we can have a nice go between with these folks we're looking at some pretty sweet uh, voice of reason merch which i'm excited awesome. about that um also and we'll go we we've, we've talked about this and i want to go ahead and put this out there for and i know we're getting this at the tail end and maybe people aren't sticking on this long or not but what we what we are planning on doing and we're just going to roll this out right now for our friends, if you have a business, if you have a business that you want to advertise and you would like to be a part of the voice of reason, by the way, we are now up as of today, five hundred and seven uh, five hundred and seven followers, over four hundred plus likes on on Facebook, which takes us awesome. you know to a new realm. Um, we've we're, our subscribers are getting close to forty on on YouTube. We got a long ways to go on YouTube, um, but uh, what what we are wanting to do with our with our businesses, and this is what we're going to do: we we are willing to do one month of free advertising for you if you mention us on your Facebook on your web page, and we'll give you a free you know, and and then we'll go from there. So if you are interested or you know somebody who's interested, you want us to give you a shout-out for your business, contact us. Take advantage of our new deal that we're, we're rolling this out, that we are going to give a, give you a month trial for free. We will mention your business, just as and all we ask is that you, you know, and we'll give you some material you can, you know, hang out, you know, as heard on Voice of Reason podcast. And you help us, we help you, and then we'll go from there. So that is uh, something else that is going on right now. So check us out with that, and also mentioning Van Bever and Son DJ Service is also sponsoring our restreaming service tonight. Um, and we are we have three we have three confirmed dates already this year. Last year we confirmed thirteen. But uh, we have plenty, 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 plenty of summer dates available. And if you mention the Voice of Reason podcast, I'm going to step further. I'm taking the additional. If you mention the Voice of Reason podcast, we will give you a 15% discount on our services. So please give us a shout out. Uh, You have americantraditionalcoffee.com. You have uh, you can go to Facebook.com and look at V and Son DJ Services, and that's where you will find us at. But anyway, and also one other thing we want to mention before we close out tonight. We did get a, some of you who follow Sean on Facebook, he is enjoying the life out in L.A. I don't know, Travis, if he's been texting you and Hank or whatever. Uh, he seems to be having a pretty good time. He said that he is working, he got to work with Booker T., yeah, uh-huh. He's producing a show tonight with five-time world champion Booker T. Booker T. If you're a follower of wrestling, Sean is working with Booker freaking T tonight. I just saw a video of him sitting in
2: the back like this green room just chilling with Booker T drinking coffee together. Oh my god.
0: I got that, that That we are so so proud of our buddy Sean. He is going to have... Uh, I hope that he's going to be taking a listen to the podcast later on. I know he... How Sean does, he'll probably download it on Spotify tomorrow and and give it a listen. But we are so, so proud of our buddy Sean. Yeah. Hey, uh, yeah. Any final words tonight, gentlemen? Thank you, Hank. What is, any final words for the folks at home tonight? Yeah, you forgot to
2: mention that with the fifteen percent discount, you and your son
0: will break dance
2: at whatever event <laughs> you are gonna be working
0: at. <laughs> Only if it's at when your when your wedding happens, Hank. Oh, is that too soon? Is that is that too? I'm sorry. Is that too <laughs> too soon? Too soon? You probably you probably just jinxed me. Yeah, uh, we'll know. see if
2: you're free in the next twelve months. We might, uh, you might know, have up my yeah,
0: you or your little brother both. I'll I'll just wait for. I'll hold my breath for both of those, and we'll see what happens. <laughs> He's not allowed if there's an open bar. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Travis, you got anything? uh no thanks
1: uh all our listeners for listening hank always great to have you on man hope to have you on more um and this was a good episode this is a topic i've been wanting to talk about for a while i'm kind of a i'm not an expert i'm just a nerd at it with it um, right. so this was fun
0: yes and thank you hank for your and i just want to say it one more time just to piss him off your expert <laughs> opinion on tonight's topic
2: if I'm an expert, your listeners are going to be real pissed. <laughs> and the country's in a
0: lot of trouble. Oh man. <laughs> well, this has been the Voice of Reason podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon Radio, on our good friend Alexa. You will find her you will find us everywhere all over the place. There's nowhere you where you can't find us. So please subscribe, share, like tell your friends make them smarter by referring them to us except for tonight's episode where hank was the expert so <laughs> <laughs> i can't pass that up i'm sorry anyway thank you guys for listening we'll see you all next week on the voice of reason podcast 2022 Hi hey guys yeah.